Hi there, you're listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Terry, and this season of the Unabridged Podcast is the Terror in the Sky series. This is an unforgettable, fast-paced collection of six novellas that tell you the story of what happens when multiple strangers board a doomed flight. I hope that you enjoy this episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 11 Yeah, so here's the thing. Shauna jutted out her hip, just like Jennifer had seen Lisa do a dozen times a day. Next to her, standing just behind Shauna's shoulder, Kylie twirled her straight hair around her pointer finger and chewed loudly on her bubblegum. So Darren's gonna ask Lisa out tonight, Shauna said, never once taking her eyes off Jennifer. And, well, we know you like him. Yeah, Kylie inserted. It's totally obvious. Jennifer ignored the burning in her cheeks. She shouldn't feel embarrassed. She should feel angry. What was this? Some kind of interrogation in the girls' bathroom? The toilet from one of the stalls flushed, and the three of them were silent as a gangly girl hurried out, not even bothering to wash her hands. Shauna and Kylie followed her out with their eyes. Gross, Shauna hissed. I know, Kylie whispered back. Jennifer was relieved to no longer be the center of their focus. Unfortunately, the reprieve lasted only a second or two. So anyway, Shauna went on, Lisa asked us to tell you to stop hanging all over Darren, if you know what we mean. Kylie smacked her gum loudly and added a very emphatic, Yeah. Because you're kind of embarrassing yourself the way you're all over him and everything. Shauna and Kylie laughed. Jennifer took a step back. We don't want to hurt your feelings, Shauna concluded. But Darren's already told Adam and Russ and Craig that he likes Lisa better. We just wanted you to know so you could stop acting all weird around him. No offense, but people are starting to talk about you. Kylie gave a little snicker. Jennifer wished that she could conjure up a spell to make the floor open up and swallow her whole. She didn't hear what Shauna and Kylie said next. She hardly even noticed them walk out and leave her in the bathroom alone. She reached into her pocket, counted out her change. Down the hill from the school was a payphone. Maybe her dad was right. Maybe these dances were nothing but a big waste of time. Whatever happened, she wasn't going back into that gym. Not with Darren acting like such a two-timing player. Not with Lisa standing there with her arms draped all over him. It was either call her dad, walk home in the dark, or stay here in the bathroom. Jennifer allowed herself the luxury of a short cry locked inside one of the stalls. Then she counted her coins again and made her way down the hill. It was time to call her dad. Chapter 12 The flight attendant made one more announcement. Another apology for the few minutes' delay. We're not in the air yet. The door to the gate isn't even closed. I could get off now, pretend like I need to use the bathroom in the front of the plane, then walk away and never look back. Except I know I can't do that. 
At least, I know I shouldn't do that. When I became a Christian, Russell assured me that God freed me from the sins of my past. That means I don't have to be terrified anymore, do I? I wonder if Russell would have told me those same comforting platitudes if he knew who I really am. I stare down the aisle, stare at that open door as if it's my last connection to safety. If those attendants shut that gate, if I just sit here and fly out to Detroit and meet my in-laws and accept all their profuse congratulations for my marriage to Russell, I'm stuck in this life, in this skirt, in this headscarf for good. I'm not who any of them think I am, but if I allow myself to stay here on this plane, I'm going to wake up one day and realize there's no more me left at all. I had a dream right after Russell proposed. I was her, Sarah, his first wife. I was wearing her clothes, cooking meals in her kitchen, homeschooling her kids, tending her garden. The children called me mom. Even Russell called me by her name. When I looked in the mirror, it wasn't my own face that I saw. It was hers, pale and tired and wrapped up in that old-fashioned kerchief. I felt like I'd stepped out of an 1860s frontier TV show. Is this what I am? A mail-order bride escaping the dangers of the city to hedge my bets and do what I can to make life work out in the untamed wilderness? I woke up crying. I hadn't done that in years. My pajamas were drenched in sweat, my cheeks soaked with tears. I don't want to be Sarah. I don't want to pretend. But if Russell knew the truth, I can't do that to him, not after he's trusted me with his love, his kids. He's flying us out to Detroit to introduce me to his parents, for goodness sake. It's because of Russell I have a roof over my head. I have food to eat. It's because of Russell I know who Jesus is. When I ran away from my past, I wasn't looking for spiritual awakening, but God brought it to me anyway. And he used this man who loves me, the man I pledged to love and honor and cherish until death do us part. Russell has already started the paperwork for me to adopt his kids. It will be my name on their new birth certificates, as if Sarah never even existed. I'm sweating. I'm shaking. I'm biting my lip until I'm certain I'm about to draw blood. Are you ready to hear what happens next? The tiny voice beside me has grown familiar, but still sounds so strange. How can I pretend that this child is my own, that I can ever be a fraction of the mother that she needs? What happens next, I ask, still keeping my eyes on the front of the plane. They haven't shut the doors yet. There's still time. So the prince tells the princess that he wants to be married to her and live together forever and ever in their great big castle, and he's going to keep her locked up in the basement for the rest of her life. I snap my focus away from the front of the plane to stare at my stepdaughter. He did what? I demand. I hope her father hasn't overheard. If so, he'll think I'm the one filling her head with scary images of kidnappings and torture. I said he kept the wicked witch locked in the dungeon. Annie pauses with a pout before finally adding, That's the end.
I feel the breath return to my lungs. Repeat the words I just heard her say. He kept the wicked witch locked in the dungeon. I don't remember a wicked witch in the story, but I assume she got what was coming to her all along. That sounds like a very good ending, I say, but even I'm not convinced by my own words. I repeat them more forcefully this time, and the captain gets on to tell the flight attendants to prepare the cabin for departure. Chapter 13 Dad was in a foul mood by the time he rolled in to pick Jennifer up at the bottom of the hill. If she'd known he'd be this late, she would have started walking instead of standing in the cold like an absolute idiot. What was her dad thinking, leaving her out alone like this? She was glad when they got home, glad when Dad sauntered into his room and slammed the door shut instead of yelling or telling her how dumb she was for wanting to go to a school dance in the first place. The truth was humiliating to admit, but Dad had been right all along. Dances were stupid. The teen magazine she'd been studying all month lay open on her bed. She ripped out the pages about school dances and flung the shreds into the trash. Too bad their home didn't have a fireplace. She would have liked to watch the pieces burn. Hot tears streamed down her cheeks by the time she saw her eighth-grade yearbook on her nightstand. She yanked the cover open. She hadn't realized it before, but Darren and Lisa's pictures were just one row apart from each other. She ripped out the entire page, crumpling it to a ball, wishing there was something else she could do to give voice to her rage. She turned to the page where she knew she'd find Shauna's photograph when she heard something at her window. At first, she ignored it. The wind had picked up. She couldn't let herself get interrupted by every little sound that made her jump. She had a job to do. Out with Shauna's smiling face. Another page to crumble up. Maybe Jennifer should have drawn on the picture first, given Shauna and Lisa and all of them the hideous makeovers they all deserved. The humiliating conversation from the bathroom ran unchecked through Jennifer's mind. You're kind of embarrassing yourself the way you're all over him and everything. Jennifer gave a roar as she ripped Kylie's face out of the yearbook, then paused to see if her dad had overheard. Most likely, he'd already fallen asleep, but she didn't want to wake him up with her yelling. She strained her ears, fearing the sound of her father's door opening down the hallway. Then she heard it again, a tapping outside her window. Either the wind had really picked up, or... She froze when she saw the flashlight beaming in through the glass. What was going on? Another rapping. Was it Darren? He knew where she lived, didn't he? They rode the bus together through all of middle school. Even though she thought she'd been totally invisible to him at the time, he could find a way to remember that much, right? She wiped the tears from her face, then yanked up the blinds. It felt just like in the TV shows, Darren at her window, come to apologize. Except it wasn't Darren. Shauna? Jennifer couldn't remember the last time she'd talked to Shauna without Kylie in arm's reach. It felt strange to see her alone. I came to apologize, Shauna said, smoothing out her hair. 
I didn't see you at the dance and thought you might be upset. There's a party going on at Kylie's house. I wanted to know if you'd come with me. She paused and lowered her eyes. I'm really sorry about what we said to you. You know we didn't mean it. Want to come? Jennifer glanced at the clock on her desk, then at her closed door. If her dad found her sneaking out like this, he'd kill her. She thought about how silent and withdrawn he'd been since Mom died, how he could spend weeks hardly leaving his room, how protective he'd gotten of Jennifer, how worried he'd be if he found her gone. Jennifer was about to fake a sore throat when Shauna laid her hand against the screen. Come on, basically everybody's going to be there. Jennifer held her breath. A real party? And Shauna came all this way to invite her? Jennifer looked at the clock once more. Kylie's house wasn't too far away. She could go for just a short time and be right back. Her dad would never know. Shauna gave a sly smile. Darren'll be there, she added. Jennifer turned back once more to find her shoes and told Shauna she was ready to go. Chapter 14 Darren hadn't left her side all night. Jennifer had promised herself to leave Kylie's by eleven, but it was nearly midnight and she was no closer to going home than she'd been when she first arrived. Isn't your dad going to get mad if he finds out you're here? Darren asked. He had a dimple in his right cheek when he smiled. And he'd been smiling the entire time he and Jennifer had been talking. Jennifer didn't like the fact that everyone in her school seemed to know how protective her father was, so she gave a convincing laugh and shrugged. What he doesn't know can't hurt him, right? Darren laughed too, a confident, easy laugh. Jennifer wasn't sure she'd ever been as relaxed and happy as he appeared to be right now as they sat side by side in Kylie's living room. I looked for you at the dance, he said in a low voice. Jennifer couldn't be certain, but she thought he leaned toward her an inch. His hand was so close to hers, a small twitch, and their fingers would be touching. I, um, I had to leave early. She hated herself as soon as the words escaped her mouth. Why couldn't she have come up with something else to say? She cleared her throat and forced as massive a smile as she could manage. What did you think, though? Did you have fun? It was all right he answered. I would have had even more fun if you were there the whole time. He inched toward her again. His leg brushed against hers, or maybe that was just part of his pants. Jennifer was afraid to breathe. What if he could sense how nervous she was? What if she had bad breath? Why hadn't she thought to add more deodorant before she sneaked out of the house and ran off with Shauna? His pinky finger moved subtly. What was that? Was he trying to hold her hand, sending her some kind of secret signal? She'd never held hands with a boy before. What if he took her hand now and it was all sweaty? What would he think? She moved her hand and wiped her palm on the couch cushion. Darren looked down for a minute. Had she hurt his feelings? Did he think she was turning him down? She had to think of something to say, something fast. Dad hasn't really been the same since Mom died. And right there, 
Jennifer wished that she could disappear into the floor. It was as if the magic she'd been pretending to live under, here with Darren, him paying attention to her and only her, was a spell she'd just destroyed by bringing up such a depressing topic. She had to think fast, had to make it right, had to correct her mistake. Yeah, that really sucks, he replied before she could say anything else. She couldn't breathe. Darren was staring into her eyes. He didn't laugh at her, didn't get up and walk away, didn't abandon her to go find Lisa, who was so much prettier and cooler than Jennifer could ever hope to be. He didn't do any of those things. Jennifer gave a half-hearted chuckle. Yeah, it kind of does. And they both laughed and started talking about Mr. Green, the science teacher back in middle school, who was rumored to smoke marijuana on a daily basis. Half the girls at their school secretly had a crush on him, and there was no end to making fun of the ones who made the biggest fools of themselves to win his attention. It was past midnight now. Jennifer knew she'd have to go home soon. She hadn't meant to stay nearly this long to begin with. But she'd lost all sense of time with Darren by her side, their legs pressed up against each other, his pinky inching close to hers before pulling away so subtly she sometimes feared she imagined it. Kylie's stereo had already started to reshuffle its playlist. Only a few kids were left. Kylie wanted them all to come outside so she could show off the new hot tub in the backyard, and for a fragment of an eternity, Jennifer and Darren were in the living room completely alone. He'd been telling her about what it was like spending summers with his dad, when everything stopped. The din of the crowd, the song on the CD player, the pulse of Jennifer's heart. Their eyes locked. She couldn't have looked away from him if her life depended on it. And then, his hand was on hers, not just touching and slipping away. He was grasping her hand now, and all of a sudden, she didn't care how sweaty her palms were. And in that instant, she knew. She knew that he would have never told Adam or Russ or Craig that Lisa was prettier, would have never preferred to dance with Lisa. Jennifer thought back to the scene in the gym. He'd wanted to be with her. That's why he gave her that look, that shrug. Lisa had grabbed him, demanded a slow dance, and he was too kind-hearted to turn her down. Shauna and Kylie and Lisa were all jealous. That was all there was to it. Jealous of Jennifer because Darren liked her. Darren chose her. Darren wanted her. She held her breath, certain that if she opened her mouth just a little, her heart would leap up out of her throat. That's exactly when it happened. The tiniest of kisses, the kind that wouldn't have even counted in any other situation. He missed her lips, but grazed the corner of her mouth. A quick motion, not quite a peck, but definitely something. Something real. He pulled away. She tried to think of something to say, anything to say. What do you say at a time like this? She realized her hand was still in his. He hadn't pulled it away. She stood up. She had to think of something to do, 
had to make it sound like this sort of thing happened to her every single day. Darren could never know that she'd never been kissed before, never held hands before, never been so in love in her entire life before. She just had to act cool, natural. Piece of cake. Wanna see the hot tub? Darren's voice gave a little squeak. Jennifer stared at her feet. I should get home, she said. It's my dad. It's getting late. She raised her eyes once, let them flicker up to his face. Was he blushing? She wiped her palm on the side of her pants. Thank you, she stammered, and hoped that he wouldn't ask what she was thanking him for, because she wouldn't have the slightest clue how to respond. Darren cleared his throat. Yeah, um, thanks to you, too. I mean, have a good night. I mean, yeah. Jennifer couldn't suppress her giggle. Okay, yeah, bye. He scratched at his neck, shifted his weight from side to side. He called something out after her, but she was already racing toward the front door, her feet flying, her heart soaring into the stratosphere. She was halfway down the driveway when a low, menacing voice made her stop in her tracks. So this is where you've been. Thanks for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been the Terror in the Sky series written by me, Alana Terry, and narrated by Becky Dowdy. If you want to listen to or read this entire series without interruptions, you can look for the Terror in the Sky series by Alana Terry wherever you shop for ebooks, paperbacks, or audiobooks.